Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Sunday, January the 16th, 2011. This is episode number 83 of the aforementioned Purple Mafia. I am your host, Joey Awajan, or of course, as Dylan Richardson so kindly announced me, Paladino Joey. So great to be back once again. I apologize for my absence last week. Uh, I I was going to do a show, but uh, well, something came up. (laughs) Something came up. Yeah, your host is no longer single, so that's a, a good thing. <laughs> it's definitely a good thing, I guess a pretty good excuse for me to not be here. Uh, I apologize, just very busy uh, weekend. So, about that, let's just move on. Well, black and blue football. Black and blue football, folks. That's going to be your NFC Championship games coming in. We, of course, are going to uh, review the postseason. We're going to talk about Vikings news, of course. We're going to do that first. We're also going to get to your Facebook uh, posts on the Facebook page and the Facebook groups of Purple Mafia. Nothing on Twitter this week. No uh, mentions of Purple Mafia on Twitter this week. And that's okay. I had not been active the past two weeks on there. So we'll move on from that. Yes, Viking head coach Leslie Frazier. Yes, that's right. Head coach Leslie Frazier of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, still trying to assemble his staff at this point. Vikings still do not officially have an offensive or defensive coordinator. We're going to talk somewhat about that. A pretty annoying comment on the uh, Ocho Cinco T.O. show. I don't even know the real name of it. Whatever. Ocho and T.O. I don't know. Whatever it is. I uh, just want to <laughs> rant a teeny tiny bit of the, about a comment they made about the Brett Favre situation. Just uh, just another unintelligent thing to say. Let's just leave it at that. Well, you know, A lot of people like to use the word ignorant all the time. And uh, yeah, this was an ignorant statement. People like to say, ignorant this, ignorant that. Well, you know what? Yeah, it was an ignorant statement by those guys on that show. I believe it was Ocho Cinco. <laughs> it's been a... So uh, we're just going to move on from that. Two segments today, of course, as mentioned. Purple Mafia, we're going to get to the Vikings stuff first, as expected. Real shock, right? Well, yeah, Leslie Frazier's got to assemble the staff here. He's got to assemble the staff. So we'll get to this first... Uh, you got two candidates to come in here. I would have thought Mike Singletary, former coach of the uh, San Francisco 49ers, we're talking head coach, who was a pretty damn good defensive player in his day with the Chicago Bears and, of course, former teammate and close friend of Leslie Frazier, the former monster of the Midway. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the Bears on this show, by the way, in the next segment. Oh, we are going to talk about the Bears extensively. That um, You get the idea. It's kind of been a Bears theme, probably coming to Minnesota, which is kind of funny. <laughs> kind of a funny thought. A Bears theme coming to Minnesota. Hmm. Well, 
I guess they're in the NFC title game and we're watching it. It was the other way around last year. Um, whatever, though, uh, the Vikings now, the, the surprise here. As I mentioned, Mike Singletary, that's one of the surprises. Um, they were looking to hire Mike Singletary as the linebackers coach and have the assistant head coach stamp. So kind of like what Mike Tice was, uh, did with the Jacksonville Jaguars under Jack Del Rio, the offensive line coach in that case and assistant head coach. So a position coach, yet still assistant head coach. Kind of an interesting ranking there Mike Singletary would have. Uh, for me, it's like, how about defensive coordinator? Fred, pa- Fred, uh, Fred. Fred Pogic is still not, I can hardly say that name, but that's uh, how you say it, I guess, uh, who took the interim label as the defensive coordinator when Leslie Frazier, uh, well, became the <laughs> interim head coach. Fred Pogic right now still considered the defensive coordinator at the at the time. I almost would leave him at the linebackers coach and bring in Mike Singletary as the defensive coordinator, but maybe it's going to be a shuffle thing. Pogic's going to be the defensive coordinator and Singletary linebackers coach. We're just going to have to wait and see how that turns out. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Pogic most likely will be on the staff. Now, two guys who are still in question are Daryl Bevel and Brian Murphy. That's, of course, offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel since Brad Childers got here. Brian Murphy is the uh, special teams coach. Special teams are kind of like, a, I don't know, it's like hit and miss of special teams at the Minnesota Vikings forever. There are times the special teams look like, I mean, they could knock us out of a, a big playoff game regardless if we were favored by 30. We could get screwed because the special teams would give up return touchdowns. Uh, yet at the same time, there are some days where the special teams look awful good. They stop people and, they, and the Vikings score touchdowns. Though, of course, a guy by the name of Percy Harvin is pretty helpful in that category. Because <laughs> Percy Harvin is about as good a special teams player as you're going to get. At least in terms of returning the ball, not stopping a return. Um, well, this is going to be very interesting. Defensive line coach Carl Dunbar is going to be sticking around. That's good. Carl Dunbar, a very good defensive line coach for the Vikings. Good to have him on board. Also, uh, Leslie Frazier earlier this week, per Star Tribune and Sid Hartman, says that uh, Tom Moore is not going to, or is Tom Moore, the former. Uh, Indianapolis Colts offensive coordinator is going to stay retired, so not looking to pursue Tom Moore at this point in time. Moore wants to stay retired, so Tom Moore will not be brought in as offensive coordinator. But as we segue to that (laughs) commentary on the offensive side of the ball, guess who the Vikings' top candidate is for the offensive coordinator at this point in time? Well, you probably already know, but still, those of you maybe that don't know, that haven't been following very closely of late, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I said, it. yep, yep, Josh McDaniels. Yep, Josh McDaniels, the guy that uh, took the, the uh, Denver Broncos and pretty much imploded that team within about a matter of hours. Not getting along with Jay Cutler, jettisoning him, uh, getting rid of Brandon Marshall a year later. Very strange situation for the Denver Broncos. Josh McDaniels fired a mere year and a half into his tenure with that team. But there's a reason why Josh McDaniels would have been would be a strong candidate, and there's a reason why Josh McDaniels was uh, hired by the Denver Broncos in the first place, because he was a very successful offensive coordinator with the uh, New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah, the New England Patriots, who could have probably used a little bit better offense in today's game against the black and blue New York Jets. That's right, black and blue New York Jets. It is going to be some black and blue football the rest of the way, ladies and gentlemen. That's why it's the title of this show. And, of course, the Vikings look to become more of a black-and-blue team again 
with their first defensive-minded coach in their history at this point in time. <laughs> Depends on how Les Steckel, how you view Les Steckel, he just sucked. He was the coach for one year in 1984, 3-13. He just sucked, so I, I don't even know what to think of Les uh, Steckel, excuse me. Worst coach in Vikings history, officially. You could, some people may have different opinions on that, but it probably was him. Fired in one year. Other Viking coaches have stuck around for a decent amount of time in the past. Not forever, but at least five years or so. Um, four or five, excuse me. Uh, well, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this shapes up. Josh McDaniels is a good offensive coordinator. Uh, he's good with quarterbacks. He's been good with quarterbacks in the past. He got... Matt Castle, a lot of money. <laughs> he helped Matt Castle make a lot of money going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, had the successful season, 11-5 and record without Tom Brady as the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots that season in the year of 2008. A very successful season considering they were without the best quarterback in football, Tom Brady. So Josh McDaniels and Matt Castle definitely had their fingerprints all over that. And yeah, Josh McDaniels has his fingerprints all over Matt Castle's success as well. So would he be a nice addition to this staff? Sure. Just hopefully he, <laughs> I mean, being that he wouldn't be in charge of the player personnel that play on this team, that he won't be jettisoning players anymore. I don't know who he jettisoned from the Vikings. Yeah, Adrian Peterson, that'd be nice if he did that. But, uh, yeah, being we've lost so many people, Sidney Rice and Adrian Peterson, that'd be about the next step for Josh McDaniels if he were in charge. But no, but, but he isn't. We have a very calm individual in charge of this football team. So i got to thank if he wants Josh McDaniels, then I think that it can work out. Mike Singletary, I would love it. I would love to see Mike Singletary a part of the Minnesota Vikings staff in the future for this organization. I would love to have it. So what if it's the Bears? Hey, it was the 85 Bears. It's not the current Bears, so welcome aboard, guys. Welcome aboard. Let's see if it works out. Hopefully it happens. I'd be I'd be happy. I'd be happy. i got to think he could be... Uh, Pretty successful as very least at very least a position coach, if not a uh, a uh, defensive coordinator. Though that has not been brought up at all. It looks like it's Fred Pogage's job to lose at this point in time. It's going to be interesting to see how things develop in this area. That uh, pretty much concludes the Vikings news at this point in time. It's gotten awfully quiet over there. Uh, last week, it's pretty much was Josh McDaniels and question mark. You know, we don't know yet, so we're waiting. We're all waiting. We're going to find out what happens. Josh McDaniels also interviewing for the St. Louis Rams offensive coordinator position, so, and that team could use a little help on the offensive side of the ball as well. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. It's all just a matter of time. The waiting game. The waiting game sucks, doesn't it, folks? Oh, yes, it does. So with that, we're going to conclude the official Vikings news and move on to a former Minnesota Viking a small little controversy brought up by Ocho Cinco and T.O. This was brought to me by the great Brent Jacobson. And yes, I really appreciate Brent Jacobson bringing me news along the way because there are times I just cannot uh, be available. Schedule gets in the way at times. Able to get me the news quickly, like on the spot, rather than uh, you know having to find out at the in later in the nighttime. Of course, it's kind of old news now. A lot of people haven't. Not enough people are talking about it, I don't think. But then again, maybe it's good in a way, just to kind of brush it under the rug and move on. But no, Ocho Cinco came out and said this about the Brett Favre situation. <laughs> yeah, people aren't really going on on Brett Favre. And no, I'm not going to, don't quote me on this. It is 
not exactly how he said it, but basically Ocho Cinco says that uh, Brett Favre's uh, <laughs> situation was uh, was handled differently by the media than it would have had Brett Favre been a uh, a black person. This 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 doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that the uh, the media's handling of the Brett Favre situation has been awfully light because he because of race. That is just. Uh, that's ridiculous. It's uh, it's something I just I just can't stand it. I just can't stand it. Some of you might believe that. I just can't. I can't go there. I can't go there, and I won't go there. I can't. Um, I'm going to say this really quick, and I'm going to try to be as uh, you know. I'm going to try to be as honest as I can, at the same time, being <laughs> well without being ignorant. We'll say since that's a word people like to toss around. It's just one of those things. I swear that ninety <laughs> percent of the, the racial tension in this country is because of comments like this. If you just stop with these type of comments, there would you would probably get rid of about ninety percent of the racial tension going on in this country. Seriously, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it there. That's what I'm going to say. Just stop judging people on race and move on. Okay, that's the end of it. Just move on. With that, we are going to move on to the Facebook group quickly, very quickly. Facebook page first for Purple Mafia Show. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. All right, Brent Jacobson, well, he posted a story up here again. as He's very good to do it, very good at this. Well, Vince Young will not be back with the Titans. Put that up there. Appreciate that very much. Says no idea if that means he'll be traded, released, or traded. Most likely, well, who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, but Vince Young, yes. Would we consider him? I say yes. I would consider Vince Young. I know. Um, and I know the reaction will say, yeah. And like I'm saying, like I post on the Facebook group as well, people are going to come out and say, well, if you like Vince Young, why not Webb? Why not Webb? Webb is... Web is the man. He's the webmaster. That's what I'm calling him already. He's the web. He's the webmaster. Well, I, I I guess he is. And I know Vince Young isn't anything special right now, but he has shown signs in the past. I think he's still got a chance to be pretty good. Hey, maybe that's your other young guy, and then maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe assign another veteran, or you just have two guys right there, and you see how it goes. Maybe like the way the Jaguars did. With Byron Lefkowitz and uh, David Gerrard, in the end, in the end, they came out with a pretty good quarterback for at least a little while. And David Gerrard, nothing spectacular, but but decent, but decent. Maybe you could come out. You have those two guys go at it and see how it goes. Maybe you draft one more guy, or you bring in a veteran, kind of a KG veteran that can kind of help them out. I'd say probably bring in a KG veteran that can help them out because they're both ridiculously young. Um, who knows? I would consider it, though. Seriously, I, I, I would. Maybe Vince Young's the backup. Webb's kind of like the, the other backup. They're kind of one of, they compete for the number two job. You bring in maybe Matt Hasselbeck in one case, maybe, or just a guy who would come in as a backup that could kind of help tutor these guys. A uh, Gus Ferrat type. And I know that's not a direction everybody wants to go, but hey, you have two quarterbacks that are young and restless, you could say. And they're also, they've also got talent. They're certainly mobile. Um, it also depends on what direction this offense is going. I'm guessing it's probably not going to consist of the uh, the West Coast offense anymore. I'm thinking that's out the door. 
at this point in time. I got to think so since they're not really looking at Daryl Bevel. Uh, Josh McDaniels is not the West Coast offense. Um, we'll see how this goes. Ultimately, I don't think the Vikings will bring in Vince Young, and this conversation will not continue anyway. But I'm just saying I'd at least consider it as an option if it were me. I'd at least see what it is. Does it take a? I'd say it'd probably be a fourth round pick for Vince Young. I mean, I was dead on two years ago when I said it would take a third rounder for uh, uh, Sage Rosenfeld because he had a pretty nice year as a backup quarterback. Um, not a great year at the time, but he, he was okay when he had to come in for Matt Schaub, who was always hurt at the time. Um, yeah, I'm thinking a fourth-round pick for Vince Young, I say, would would, happen, would probably be what you're looking at, a third or a fourth-round pick. Do you, do you view that? I'm not talking very good right now. Do you view Vince Young as worth a third or fourth-round pick? That's up to you. I say sure. I say sure, especially, especially a fourth. <laughs> third, I'd think about it a little bit, but sure. Okay, I would consider it. I would at least consider it. That's how I. That's how I think uh, at that point in time. So we're going to move on again on the Facebook page. We'll get to the group next. See what's on there. Dan Doro, what does the Purple Mafia followers think of Mike Singletary interviewing for linebacker coach position and Josh McDaniels interviewing for offensive coordinator? Yeah, it's it's like I like it yet it's odd. You know, I like it yet at the same time it's odd because it's two guys that just recently got fired as head coach. It's that's it's it's nice because they've already been in considerably higher positions already. Um, Josh McDaniels, though, hey, <laughs> a successful offensive coordinator with my second favorite team, the New England Patriots, and of course a very successful team, And other than except for today, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> a very successful team, though, with Josh McDaniels at the helm of the offensive coordinator position. Of course, also ridiculously young. Hopefully he learned a lesson or 10 coaching the Broncos for a year and a half. Um it could be really interesting to see how successful Josh McDaniels is as the Vikings. I think it would work really nicely. Now, I know I brought it up earlier. I probably almost should have just waited till this question was brought up by Doro. But, hey, I'm kind of surprised nobody posted about this, actually. I'm surprised there wasn't more of a discussion on it. It seems everybody wants to talk about Joe Webb or the Green Bay Packers on this page. <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. Uh, Joe Webb gets talked about more than anybody on this page. And that's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. I'm a, I actually like Mike Singletary an awful lot, and uh, I think it'd be awfully freaking cool if he's here. I think it'd be really cool. So it looks like right now Mike Singletary is more likely to happen than Josh McDaniels. So we'll just see how that turns out. We will see indeed. Dan Doro, because we're going to get into the postseason here in a second, but I'll talk about it anyway right now. <laughs> Who else enjoyed seeing the Saints lose in the playoffs? And to the awful Seahawks as well. Good times. <laughs> Brent Jacobson's comment is, I'm not sure why the hatred for the Saints. They did beat us fair and square. I was rooting for the Saints. Now, for me, it's Go Eagles. And yeah, I wish it was Go Eagles. but Because uh, that's who I wanted to win the NFC. And that's who I thought was going to win. But of course, they didn't. Uh, Tony Coleman says basically what I'm... <laughs> says basically what I'm about to say. And four people liked it. Got it like that. He said, they played dirty, man. <laughs> the game last year was ugly. I have no love for the Saints. I was happy to see them lose tonight. I agree with Tony L. Coleman right there, 110%. And uh, he pretty much took the words out of my mouth. 
I basically say that, yeah, I'm on Tony's side. I just, the Saints used to be my second favorite team years ago, you know, years ago, many years. Then they became like a third, fourth, kind of casual, like, hey, it's kind of a cool team to watch. Hopefully they, maybe they win if they make a run like they did in 2006, only to run into the sort of monsters of the midway in that point in time. Um, now I hate them. The second most hated team behind the Steelers and Cowboys who are tied for first in that category. Um, very frustrating to see the uh, the Eagles lose, by the way. We'll get to that in a little bit. Tony Coleman comments about the Green Bay and Eagles game. He says, that Green Bay Eagles game was a tough loss for Philadelphia. I have no love for Vic and the Eagles either, but any opponent of the Packers is a temporary friend of mine. I really wanted to see them knock the pack down. Tough break to end your postseason on an interception in the end zone, which would have won the game had it been cut. I'll be, I guess I'll be cheering for the Falcons next week. Yeah, about that. Yeah, about that. <clears throat> yeah, I think you guys already know what happened there. Uh, when it's all said and done, I suppose I wouldn't mind much if Chicago happened to go all the way. I likely won't cheer for them, but it wouldn't bother me to have a fellow NFC North team as champions, as long as it isn't Green Bay. Don't quote me on that, though. I might change my mind. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know what? I hate to just be Mr. Agreeable <laughs> on that. Of course, no, I didn't agree with Brent Jacobson at all. No, didn't agree with Brent Jacobson at all. And, yeah, it's all, of course, nothing personal. I love Brent Jacobson as a brother. <laughs> but I hate the New Orleans Saints, and I think they were cheap. And, yeah, and the Saints basically said, yeah, we were cheap. Screw, you know, they, that we were cheap, and what are you going to do about it? We won and you didn't. That's basically what Greg Williams' attitude was about that. Now, that's a guy I wouldn't mind as defensive coordinator for this team, by the way. But <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Um, you know, the part I agree with Coney Coleman about more than anything, though, I actually like the Eagles a little teeny bit. Not a lot, just a little bit when it's playoff time. Um, I like it more than, you know, Pittsburgh and Dallas and the Giants and teams like that. But, uh, no, I wouldn't be too upset if Chicago went all the way, all the way either. They're clearly my second favorite team in this division. If I had to pick a second favorite, it's the Bears. It just is. Classic. I just, I don't know, it's just kind of a classic team. Especially today's game was always uh, had that cool look. It just did. All right, here we go. <laughs> it's Joe Webb time. It's Joe Webb time. And, yep, Sebastian Bowles says, okay, so do we rather stick with Webb, get a free agent, or draft a quarter, or draft for the quarterback? So what do we do? Stick with Webb, free agent, or draft? I kind of say all three. <laughs> all three is what I would say. All the above. So, like, if there's a D right there, I say all the above. Yeah, you keep Webb. You also bring in a free agent, and you draft. That's what I say. You bring in a maybe a KG veteran free agent. You draft one more uh, developmental guy, and you keep Joe Webb, of course, which is who's going to be here no matter what anyway. I say all three, Sebastian. Honestly, sure. And then have everybody kind of duke it out. The KG veteran either plays for one year or he's like a really smart, well, hopefully a smart kind of another quarterback coach type of backup like Gus Farrat was for Dante Culpepper years ago. Dante Culpepper's best years in the NFL were when Gus Farrat was on the sidelines helping out and occasionally filling in when Culpepper had some injuries in 03 and 04. Yeah, I would love to bring in a guy like Gus Farrat. Of course, Farrat's gone from the NFL. But somebody like that wouldn't be the worst idea, in my opinion. Dan Doro, who's another major Webb supporter, says stick with Webb but draft someone, maybe Ryan Mallett. Again, I wouldn't be too against that. No. Of course you keep Webb, but you bring in another developmental quarterback. Sebastian Balls is wondering why. 
he just says why, but why not? That's my reason. <laughs> and no, it's nothing against Sebastian. Again, you know, it's hey, it's a I don't I don't blame you for liking Joe Webb, but it's like my response is why not? Doro's response is exactly what I say. In case in case Webb doesn't turn out, you never know. Besides, we need a backup quarterback. Because it ain't going to be uh, Tavares Jackson. He didn't say that. That's me jumping in. He didn't. It ain't going to be Tavares Jackson. And then Chris Tucker returns to the Facebook page. It's been a little while, buddy, and I appreciate it. And again, another dynamite post by Chris Tucker because, you know, he just got to love what he says here. Sign McNabb. Maybe not that part. <laughs> Sign McNabb, draft locker. Okay, that might be all right. Keep developing both he and Webb. But most importantly, sign the best O-line free agent out there by using all the money we save from Favre and Pat Williams and releasing Medea Williams and Barry. And I love it. I love everything you say there. Uh, McNabb, well, I guess I'm kind of neutral on that. It wouldn't kill me if we brought in McNabb, but again, the West Coast offense is kind of going bye-bye, I think. And uh, if that happens, then maybe this isn't really the right fit for Donovan McNabb at this point in time. We'll just, again, have to wait and see how things turn out here. You really are going to have to see Favre and Pat Williams good as gone. Favre is gone. Of course, you're saving a fortune with Favre. $16 million is going to be removed from the books there. Pat Williams, that's a decent amount of money there as well. Medea Williams is ridiculously overpaid. Barry is about $7 million. Um, would be wonderful to see all four of those figures coming off the books. I would love it. Uh, I would love it. Save what you can with from Williams and Barry. And of course, though, then again, you'd have to <laughs> make sure you draft a safety, at least one, and bring in a veteran. It'd be another one of those deals. You're going to have to bring in two safeties when you get rid of Medea Williams because Medea did start. Regardless of how much we hate him, and well, maybe not him, but hate him as a player, uh, you're going to have to bring in two. You're going to have to bring in a veteran, and of course, I'm sure they would. And you're going to have to probably draft one, too, because Tyrell Johnson stinks, and... Uh, you can't just put all the eggs into Hussein Abdullah's uh, basket. He's no guarantee. Of course, Jamarcus Sanford as well. Those two guys are kind of good. I kind of like Jamarcus Sanford and Hussein Abdullah. I remember saying, geez, these two guys as the starting... I mean, these two guys, when they went in, looked a hell of a lot better than Tyrell and uh, Mediu back in the preseason and, and at times in the regular season. They, they look better. Who knows? But the problem is with guys like that, they're kind of up and down at times. Maybe they blow up, maybe they don't. Hussein Abdullah, though, totally whooped <laughs> Tyrell Johnson out of a job. And uh, for the most part, had a very successful season as a starting safety for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, not everything he did was great, though. That's for sure. We'll see what happens, though. We'll see what happens. So that concludes the uh, Facebook page. Let's go to the Facebook group. Let's give that a look, huh? Let's do that right now. Now, <laughs> again, the Facebook group, you go to the search bar, type in Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings Show, and there are new, there's one new post. One new post. Excuse me, no, there are no new posts, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, it's been a pretty quiet uh, uh, quote-unquote offseason thus far. Nobody really commenting on the page or on the Vikings really much right now on the Facebook group. But again, if you want to join it, Purple Mafia Minnesota Vikings Show thought there was something new there, but apparently not. So, that's okay. But do give that a look-see and maybe join that. The page would be more ideal, ultimately in the long run. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Also, do give the Twitter a follow. Twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. There you go. 
<laughs> there you go. That was cute. So, yeah, we are going to take a quick break, and we're going to get to the postseason. Oh, flippin' goody, right after this. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 83, which is a reminder for iPod users and, of course, Microsoft Zoom and other deals like that, other MP3 players. Great to have you on board, as always. All right, well, Dylan Richardson, the executive producer of thesportstuff.com, of course, which is where this show is hosted. It is, of course, on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes. I always thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to the show, by the way. Um, but, yeah, Dylan Richardson, the executive producer of the site, the founder of the site, and uh, without him, none of us would be here. Yes, he lives in Northern California, but also, yes, he is a gigantic Chicago Bears fan. And, Dylan, I'm on your side all the way, the rest of the way. That's correct, because I hate the Steelers, I hate the Packers, and I don't really like the Jets either. Go Bears. <laughs> That's all I got to say about the NFC Championship game and the AFC Championship game. Yeah, black and blue football, folks. Ain't a single team. Well, okay, the Packers aren't that black and blue, but they are still from the NFC North. They're probably the most exciting team left, you could say, in terms of offense. But they're also a sixth seed. Oh, by the way, the Jets are a sixth seed as well. It'd be nice to be a sixth seed and go to the conference finals, wouldn't it? Do you think the Vikings could do that? Well, maybe with Leslie Frazier, since he's capable of actually winning a flipping road game once in a while. Childress? No. Not not if he was a six-seed Dennis Green? No. Bud Grant? Maybe. <laughs> What's-his-face? Well, actually, old What's-his-face did get there with a very low seed one year. Old What's-his-face Jerry Burns. Yep, the pickle Jerry Burns got to the <laughs> NFC Championship game in 87. It happens sometimes, but... Uh, well, it certainly wouldn't have would have been nice to see the Vikings in this. Oh, NFC North team did get to the NFC Championship game this year. In fact, two did. Two. Amazing. Just amazing to see the classic Bears-Packers rivalry finally meet in the NFC Championship game. Literally one of the coolest things that ever happened. It would have been a lot cooler, though, if it was Minnesota and Chicago or Minnesota and Green Bay. It would have been epic. The one thing is you better win the flipping game because if you don't, oh, my God, it's going to sting forever. Because it's a team you know oh so well. You're probably very, you know, you're probably very close in uh, talent level if you're this far. And it sucks to lose a game like that, home or away. Home would really suck, though. Suck. So now before we get to the NFC Championship game, which is going to be the kind of the most, it's going to be the, <laughs> it's going to be the highlight of this, uh, of the playoffs. It's, it's kind of cool. It is. Because uh, uh, Jets and Steelers, well, yeah, it's a very good, epic battle of the Titans, we'll say. But I, I, oh God, I can't even stand the thought of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl again. Wow. So let's get to the early part since I didn't get to it last week because I just didn't. Um, I was completely wrong on the NFC, completely right on the AFC. The Seattle Seahawks with a 7-9 and nine record pretty much demolished the New Orleans Saints until the Saints made a late surge to sort of make the score look better is basically what happened. 
Uh, the Seattle Seahawks at home, by the way, because it was they did win the division. That's how it works. 41-36, to a very offensive-minded football game. Saints defense looked like garbage, and Breeze struggled a bit as well. And the Seahawks pull off uh, an upset, defeating the 11-5 New Orleans Saints, the defending Super Bowl champions, who a lot of people thought could represent the NFC one more time, only to lose to the Patriots, or maybe the Steelers. Ugh, that would have been kind of an interesting matchup. Steelers and Saints have been kind of weird. Two very different types of teams. Uh, but no, the Sea Chickens at 7-9 and nine advanced to the conference, or the second round. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. The Jets, of course, as I picked, defeat the Indianapolis Colts in a very boring black and blue style football, which is what the Jets do very well. Maybe they'll win a championship this way. Maybe they won't. But as I picked, the Jets defeat the, the Indianapolis Colts at home 17-16. to 16. Another game that I'm very proud of picking. Baltimore Ravens demolished the Kansas City Chiefs. And it's not because I am glad the Chiefs lost. I feel really bad for Farzine. I mean, that had to be a very frustrating way to end your year. But yeah, 30-7 to in Kansas City. Baltimore Ravens, that was a big-time pick by me. Because, <laughs> because it's like, I love Baltimore as a road team. And I almost got it again. But the Baltimore Ravens just let that one go yesterday. Oh, did they ever... But we'll get to that in a little bit. Green Bay Packers defeat the Philadelphia Eagles in a very ugly game. Very ugly game. Philadelphia Eagles reminded me an awful lot of the Vikings this year. They really did. It looked like Tavares Jackson was the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Just inaccurate, or Favre. Inaccurate passes. Passes dropped. I mean, it was Bernard Berrien and Favre, or Berrien and Jackson, or whatever. It just was awful football by the Philadelphia Eagles. The Packers outlast the Eagles despite a late surge, and it almost, yeah, almost got it at the end, as uh, if the guy would have caught the ball. I believe it was uh, Avent. That guy dropped so many passes in that game. It was ridiculous. I mean, I started ranting like a nut job watching that game. I really did. I was pissed. It's not even because I hate the Packers, but I would have liked to see the Eagles advance. Okay, yeah, I hate the Packers. Yeah, it's official. I think you probably figured that out by now. We go to the second round. Well, (laughs) the very first game of the... uh, Second round, divisional playoffs. Green Bay annihilates the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta. Two 14-2 teams were knocked out this weekend, folks. The Falcons, excuse me, 13-3 Falcons, 14-2 Patriots, excuse me. (laughs) Falcons did lose a game late in the year. Um, Wow, really frustrating to see the Packers play this well. And shocking, absolutely shocking, because Atlanta's defense did not show up at all in this game. The Packers are on a run, and they are off to the NFC Championship game after annihilating a Falcons team that just looked like they lost everything. Matt Ryan was bad. The defense was bad for the Falcons. Nobody seemed to show up to play in this game. I have no idea what happened to the Falcons, but the Packers are on a, on a roll. Maybe they're the team of destiny in the NFC. I certainly hope not. i got to think the Bears could win a home game against the Packers. But again, if anybody could beat Chicago in... Uh, in Chicago in a playoff game, it's probably Green Bay because they know him so well. That's just how it is. That's just how it is. Minnesota couldn't right now. Uh, years ago, yes. This year, there's no way, obviously. Um, the Bears looking awfully strong at this point in time, though. They're the kind of team right now, when they're at home, I think they're good to go. I think the Bears are good to make their uh, make their second Super Bowl in five years. Super Bowl appearance, maybe win it this time, maybe, depending on who they play. Um, it's looking interesting. We'll get back to that conference final game in a second. Baltimore 
took a nice lead in the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. In fact, it was 21-7. to But then Baltimore started fumbling the ball. Flacco throwing interceptions, but a lot of it was turnover. Yeah, I mean, it was all about turnovers, and the Steelers won the way they always do. Forcing turnovers and then making clutch drives down the stretch by the by one of my least favorite players in football, Ben Roethlisberger. Ugh, he plays ugly, but he gets it done. Like, he just looks like an oaf out there. Yet he gets it done over and over and over. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are back in the NFC Championship, AFC Championship game. Ugh. And it's like, well, the Patriots are going to beat the Jets, and they'll take care of the Steelers next week. Close or not close, they'll take care of them because they're 14-2, baby. They're going to kick everybody's ass. But no. The Jets' defense is one of the best in the NFL, and they showed it again. They did it again, those sons of guns. Keeping the Patriots out of the end zone, out of field goal range. Almost the whole game until late. The Patriots trying to sort of surge along the way, but Tom Brady had to throw the ball away about 7 billion times in this game. In fact, probably more in this game than he did all year. The Patriots going from a team with great chemistry, great coaching, great quarterback, to a team that just was not good enough at home to defeat the New York Jets. the Probably the best sixth seed in I don't know how long with an 11-5 record. Uh, very strong, very strong possibility of a Super Bowl champion. I mean, all four of these teams could win the championship right now. All four of these teams could beat each other. <sighs> the Steelers are a legit chance to win the whole thing, though. And, yeah, to me, that's frustrating. It is. They've already got six Super Bowl championships. I hate the way they play. They're hard to, they're very, very hard to watch. I, I hate them. I hate the Steelers. But they have a very legitimate chance at winning this thing. Um, like I said, I am rooting for the Chicago Bears at this point in time. I really am. I think the Bears are going to beat the Green Bay Packers next week in a very fun-to-watch game. But I think the Bears are going to be too much at home. I think the Monsters of the Midway return to the Super Bowl for the second time in five years. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to beat the Jets. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to find a way to beat the Jets. 21-17, to 17, whatever it's going to be. 17-14. to 14. It's going to be one of those games where it's black and blue football. It's going to be black and blue. I think the Bears defeat the Packers 27-14. to 14. I think the Bears' defense is going to surprise some people a little bit in this game. Okay, that might be insane to say that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to change it already. I'm going to make it 31 Chicago, 24 Green Bay. That makes a little more sense. Sorry about that. I think it's going to be 31 to 24. The Bears outlast the Packers and get to their again, as I said, second Super Bowl in five years. I can't see the Packers in the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to make it. I don't think they're that good. I don't think they can beat the Bears in a, you know in this coming game. I just don't think so. Even though Favre isn't the quarterback of the Packers, the way he seems to fall apart in the cold games, I don't think the Packers are going to win in Chicago. Nope. But I think the Steelers are also going to beat the Jets. And I'll be rooting for the Jets. They're a very powerful underdog. They're pretty much as good as the Steelers. And they played the Steelers very close recently. They lost 20-17 to in the postseason. Doug Bryan missing a field goal late in that game. That would have won it. Instead, the Steelers then returned with a field goal to win it. 20-17, to as mentioned, in 4 Outlasting the Jets that year. Of course, totally different team, totally different coach, everything on both sides. 
you know, very similar type of game that we're probably going to see. <laughs> 20 to 17, Pittsburgh, I'm going to say it. There you go. Like I said pretty much earlier, 17-14, I'm going to say Steelers defeat the uh, the Jets, unfortunately. And we're going to see Chicago and Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl. Two big cities going at it. I think the Bears, <laughs> oh man, I want to say the Bears. Yeah. Right now, though, if I had to pick somebody, gun to my head, with no heart in this at all whatsoever, dislike or love for either team, right now I guess it's going to be the Steelers winning their seventh Super Bowl at this point in time. I hope not, but right now I think the Steelers would win the Super Bowl out of these four. I want to say Chicago, but I don't know. Jay Cutler, maybe maybe, maybe it's his year, maybe not, but right now I'm not going to say it yet. <laughs> I'm not going to say it yet. We're going to see how they perform right now. If I had to pick somebody at this point in time, it's going to be Pittsburgh. Yep. It's going to be the Steelers right now. And I don't like saying it. I don't like saying it any more than I would say the Cowboys or the Packers. Nope. But right now, my uh, NFL football quote-unquote expert goes with the Steelers at this point in time. So that's pretty much going to be uh, that's pretty much going to be about it for episode number 83, a much shorter show than we've had in the past. So before we completely conclude the show, we're going to get to the contact details. As mentioned, Purple Mafia, available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. Uh, do join the message boards on the sportsstuff.com. Do click on the button that says TSS Boards on the upper right-hand side of the website. Then click register, sign up, have a nice name, whatever it is, your Steelers uh, fan, Steelers, well, you can't say Steelers girl, that's already taken. Uh, Steelers guy, Roethlisberger fan, uh, Ravens guy, whatever, Flacco fan, whatever. You know, something cool like that, whatever. You know, or you just want to be John from Mississippi. You know, whatever it is, have it be something that kind of makes sense and it isn't just a bunch of numbers and X's and, and R's because you're probably going to get uh, deleted due to spam risk. S spam paranoia, because we are paranoid. Everybody's paranoid because we're sick and tired of spam. It just ruins, it's ruined the internet. It sucks. Um, but also, again, I miss you guys out there on the phone lines. Haven't heard, uh, haven't had a call in maybe two months. That's how bad of a season it's been for us here in Purple Mafia land, unfortunately, up in Minnesota. But yeah, the number, when you do call out there, I know you're out there still, guys. At least I think you are. <laughs> and if you are, God bless you. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Didn't mention you were calling it for Purple Mafia and <laughs> comment, shout out, question, whatever, rip me. No, I hope you don't, but if you really want to, go ahead. All right, otherwise, maybe give me a rating on iTunes. It'd be cool. Uh, if you like this show, and I know a lot of you out there do like this show a lot, there's a, I, hey, please give me a rating on iTunes. It's not going to cost you a dime, obviously, to do it. You know, just to maybe take, an act, take a minute, five minutes, give me a nice rating, and... Uh, Tell us what you like about the show, maybe what you'd like improved as well on iTunes. The whole world's going to see it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, don't be embarrassed. But, I mean, yeah, I'm saying the whole world's going to see what you like about the show, and uh, it only would help. It would help a lot. And I'm not shy about if you want me to improve this or that. I'm going to try to do it. I'm going to try to oblige you out there. So you've probably noticed I've been trying to get better every single year for Purple Mafia. So, well, we're going to talk about the NFC Championship Games, NFC and AFC Championship Games on the next show, and, of course, preview the Super Bowl, and, of course, any Vikings news. We will talk about that as well. We'll probably have an offensive coordinator in place sooner than later, I would think. 
maybe. Maybe the offensive coordinator is currently employed still by a uh, active team, one of the final four out there. But no, uh, black and blue football coming up this weekend. Do enjoy it, and we'll have a black and blue Super Bowl unless Green Bay's in it. <laughs> Take care, everybody.